What is Evolve Beyond? A podcast that touches on life's experiences and in turn guides you to your greatest wisdom, truth, and energetic potential. We are your hosts. I'm Michael Adams, human behavior specialist. And I'm Amy Elizabeth, energy evolution mentor. Together, we dive deep. So you can accelerate your highest evolution and align with who you were born to be. We are asking our listeners to come with an open mind and strongly encourage trying on a new way of thinking to transcend reoccurring patterns and themes once and for all. It is in acceptance and responsibility that we are able to do that for ourselves and our life's path. We invite you to dive deep with us and evolve beyond. Well, everyone, we've got a great show for you today, and this is one of Michael's favorite sayings, and you'll find out why. And I must say, it's a great one to adopt on your own because it helps shift the perspective to have compassion over judgment. Absolutely. And the subject is, this is what human beings do to each other. Michael, explain that for our listeners. Well, I've always been fascinated by our interactions, which is why we do what we do as human beings. But I came up with that saying when I made some observations about some of the peculiar ways in which we treat each other, yet it's normal. And this comes from the energy we put out. It, it, it's the rowdy football fan. It is the rude person in the restaurant. It's all of these different things that make up us being human beings and the perspectives that people come from that some of us didn't even see coming. And when I look at it, sometimes when I'm in a, in a situation that could be fractious, that could go somewhere, I say to myself quietly in my head, this is what human beings do to each other. It, it keeps me grounded. It makes me recognize that this is a human condition. This is what people do, but not to get drawn into it and recognize yeah. that it's my default way of dealing with all the crap that's thrown at me through human interaction. And what I like about that is it's almost like a deflection mechanism. So it's, it's not that you're being aloof and you're not like, you're not aware of the situation, but I know, you know, you told me this great story about when you were in the subway and those children. Yeah. That story for everybody. I was coming home from visiting a client on the subway, as you would say in the States, we call them trains here or the underground. And I was walking across this bridge where lots of people were going backwards and, and forwards. And all of a sudden these three youths were walking towards me and one of them was jumping and he leapt up in the air and spat. Uh, and he was trying to spit over the bridge to the train that was below, but he missed and this spit literally came sailing past my face, I think about two inches away. And as he would continue to jump, he realized what had happened and stood right in front of me and then looked and said, what? So what are you going to do then? He now wanted to fight me. So for me, the first place I went to innately was to defend myself, to drop my bag, go into aggression mode. But very quickly, I went, this is what human beings do to each other. So I quickly said to the young man, you do not want to do this from a very calm place rather than a place of anger. And that was a signal to his friends to say, 
He's not scared. He looks serious. And very quickly, they grabbed him and took him out the way. Now, what was quite funny, a little crowd had developed by this time. So as the young man was being dragged away, they all of a sudden gathered around to me and went, oh, are you okay? Are you okay? Whilst they were observing before. And once again, my little voice said, this is what human beings do to each other. And what I love about that, Michael, is that what our listeners can't see is that you're taking a breath. So it actually causes you to draw your shoulders back, to stand grounded in your feet and say, so you're coming from it from a place of opportunity and possibility rather than a place of aggression or blame or judgment or fear, because who knows what this kid had been through prior to and why he feels the reason to challenge you. And so it gives us an opportunity to come from a place of love and compassion, right? Rather than judgment and force and push and meeting that person with the same energy signature as they're coming at you with. And that's how you transcend that energy pattern. Yeah, great point. Great point. Beautifully put. Now, I know you have stories as well. So please share. So the one that comes to mind right now is just simple in the fact of being with friends and watching them case the room and looking at their eyes, feeling their energy and watching their body language and how they go into judgment about how somebody's dressed or presenting themselves or how they're communicating or the fact that they're not communicating in alignment with the way that that person wants to communicate. And so what I recognize in this one situation is I was at dinner and some friends of mine joined us and they were super boisterous in a really good mood, super happy, and the energy wasn't matching. So this other person went into judgment. And I saw it and my friends saw it too. And lovingly, they were like, oh, he's just tired. And I felt sad and Mm -hmm. a little embarrassed because here's somebody who preaches compassion and being there, loving their neighbor and is really in a space of you're not like me and you don't have my thoughts, my feelings and my ideals my value system. And so because you're talking about, for instance, a show and it's not something I want to talk about it, I'm going to go into judgment. And that's where I can say, this is what humans do with each other, because there is a level of competition and comparison and that creates judgment. And I can't say that we all don't do that. I know that I've done it. We do it. And I do it for myself. You know, if I'm in a situation with uh, high profile people and I don't feel like I'm dressed appropriately or something in in nature, I will compare myself to them. And I have to even take that on as something I say to myself, like this is something Amy does to Amy. Yeah. Just to set me back and say, sweetheart, you're doing a great job and no one's looking at what you're wearing. Yeah. No one even cares. Yeah. Remember what Master Choa Koksui said, it's more important what comes out of your mouth than what goes in it. You know, and I take that as well as anything else that in how we present ourselves. Well, we can have a look at this subject through many, many lenses. When you look at what this is, what human beings do to each other from the political situation in the US with Mr. Trump and Obama to the same thing over here. 
in, in the UK with Boris Johnson and uh, Keir Starmer. The fact is, there are stories that our human behavior get built around, that tribalism um, manifests itself. And all of a sudden, if your tribe says you treat another human being this way, then the tribe follows and they do it. They don't question it. So it's happening all the time. But what I do is step back and go, actually, this is what human beings do. And a great example is I'm a believer for, I want to start a campaign for banning the word inhumane. And the reason that I want to do that is that every bit of inhumane behavior that comes out of a human being is actually human. It's not right. inhumane. It's actually us that's doing it. It is absolutely human. Because what we've been born into is separation. Yeah. And every time we do this to each other, we're just making ourselves right about the fact that we are separate than source. We're not connected. We're separate than each other. We need to compete rather than cooperate. You know, and it's funny when I see these people who are really unintegrous and they say and they preach, I walk my talk, I walk my talk, I walk my talk, and they want to be a leader, but they're a leader for what they stand for, which is fine. That's great. I love that. They're a leading force. Yet, it's about accepting all. If we're all trying to connect to the one, mm -hmm. that is what interconnectedness is. We talked about that in the intro episode for our three pillars, mm -hmm. you know, and, and it's, a, it's an important piece of how we can truly evolve beyond this human condition. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it is, again, coming back, and we'll repeat it as a mantra, you know, this is what human beings do. Look at our relationship with animals and, and the things that we do to animals, not everyone. Those who have a closer proximity to animals have a greater respect for them. But we as human beings are very arrogant with the way that we treat other species. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And again, it's a way of having power over another species or another being or another entity, you yeah. know, and that gives us some kind of control. And when we're in control, then we're not out of control. And remember what this journey really is about is to get out of the human condition, get out of the mind and be in the spiritual journey. And that is to go into the unknown and feel safe in a place of not knowing yeah. and not having control. Mm -hmm. But I mean, I know it's very, very scary. And I love also, Michael, I just want to say this. I love the statement, this is what human beings do to each other because it detaches us from participating in the moment, as you said in your story. And I think that this is how we stop the distracting energy and emotional responses that keep us stuck in a loop of patterns and themes. Yeah. It yeah. allows us to, to truly, again, to repeat myself, step back and get grounded and rooted in what we know is true and not to come from a place of ego, but to come from a place of wisdom. And that's very important because when do we ever stand back and ask ourselves, what type of relationship do I want to have with other human beings? Mm -hmm. Not just the ones in our family, but everybody. Do we ever stand back and really ask that question? It's a big question, but it's one we should be constantly asking ourselves. And you've made me aware 
that in my interaction with that young man, that's essentially what I was doing. I just didn't know I was doing it. I just found a way of deflecting my stress and my human experience. It's a, it was just a great management tool for me, but it, I've actually taken it to a deeper place and you've shown me that. Well, it's become a healthy pattern that you've created. Yeah. And that's what this mantra is. And so, you know, it's polarity, right? We have negative patterns and I'll call them dead. I don't even like negative and positive, but it is. It's an advantage and a disadvantage to an energy signature. And you're creating an advantage for the health of yeah. your being. I see. That. And that's where we really need to be right now, especially with this division in whether or not you're vaccinated or you're not vaccinated and how people feel about that. And whether you're in with that crowd or you're not, or whether you pick the movement, mm -hmm. you pick the religion, mm -hmm. because all they do is divide us mm -hmm. rather than I love God. I believe in God. That's the one guiding light and force. And I'm doing this work for God. I completely understand what you're saying. And it's, it's interesting. I was listening to a podcast as we do, but this one was on a different subject. It was to do with civil rights. And there was a, a commentary about Martin Luther King. And what the person was saying was that Martin Luther King preached nonviolence, yet he died by violence. Right. Now, how profound is that? When you look at this is what human beings do to each other. And it doesn't get any clearer than that. And I think this concludes this episode of what human beings do to each other. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. We hope that you adopt this mantra and it helps you the way it's helped us to dissolve and detach from the things that create distractions, being emotionally responsive to situations that are just going to happen. Tests and lessons. It's a part of life. We're in a classroom. So remember to evolve beyond this human condition by stating the mantra, this is what human beings do to each other. Thanks for listening. We look forward to you joining us on our next episode where we'll be asking you to evolve beyond victimhood. Who is Amy Elizabeth? Amy's formal background is in psychology and education. And over the past two decades, she has coupled this with multiple forms of energy medicine to assist her clients in identifying and living their highest evolution. She believes evolution is an everyday choice that we can all access. And her work focuses on assisting you to clear and create pathways to a fulfilling, majestic and holistic spiritual existence. She utilizes ancient tools and rituals backed by scientific methods to achieve this. Having worked with high achievers, influencers, many decorated officers, professional athletes, business leaders, and entrepreneurs, she has co-created a map to navigate living the life you were created to live in connectivity, joy, and peace. Who is Michael Adams? Michael is a human behavior specialist who focuses on psychology and talking therapies. He is also an internationally respected marketing consultant, mentor, business growth strategist, and public speaker. In a professional career that spans over 40 years, he has practiced in the areas of elite professional sport, corporate business, public and private sector environments. In the past decade, his focus has been in the field of personal development, looking at improving individuals' dialogue with themselves in order to reach their full potential in life. He continues to develop new techniques that can be simply deployed by individuals in their everyday lives.